first of all, you know what people, assalamu alaikum to everybody. You're looking at the Underground Railroad television show. We come on in Chicago every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Central Time. And you know what? I am honored to have a brother that I've been knowing for years, Mark Sims, on my show. He has his own podcast. He has his own Facebook page. And he's the author of a book. Okay? And I have to give him his flowers while he's... I'm doing this. Uh, yeah, don't, yeah don't, don't say don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. No, I have to honor you while you're alive. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what, yeah, but pe- yeah. Pe- we want to pe- don't, don't say that. We want to be okay. alive a long time. Okay. People <laughs> like, you know what, people first of all, my mother and my father, but brothers like Mark Sims, I knew nothing about you two. Nothing. He encouraged me, even encouraged me to go back to school, but he doesn't even know that. But I'm telling him not. And Mark Sims, thank you, brother. Let me tell you, thank you. Mark, tell us, you have a podcast, but first of all, who are you? I'm just listen. I'm I'm just a dude, man. I, 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 hey, listen. I'm still trying to figure out this 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 journey called life we're on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're just a few months older than yours truly. Maybe half a year, more than a half a year older than yours truly. Mm-hmm. And we we just we just living, man. We just figuring us figuring us out as we go along. I'm just a citizen of the United States of America. That's who I am. Just a person. You, you can say I'm a speck in the in the cosmos, in this vast cosmos. I'm a little middle. My, I'm just a regular person. I'm a dude. Not all of us are even the big stars. No. You're a big star. But you know what? I, I would really, really like to ask you. You used to have a, te- a, a television show that come on on CAD television. Okay, called Viewpoint. Why did you, why did you start Viewpoint? Why did you let it go? If you don't mind. If you want to get into that. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, I used to have a t- TV show. What was the first name? The show was called Improving Students in 1991, I believe. I didn't write this stuff down. This is coming from the out of my brain <laughs> somewhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, listen, I, I, I was dumb as a stone. I'm still learning. I had no idea what I was doing. I just had I had no skill and no competence. No real confidence, but I had ambition to be on television. Just wanted to be on TV, just to really to to, to uh, massage the ego on one's part. On the other part, I was sincere about what I wanted to do, but I had no idea how to do it because you want to help people. But see, I wasn't educated, formally educated. So I didn't understand how the game was played, where if I wanted to help young people, First thing I had to be, you know, the show was called Improving Students. The show was turned into the name Black Talk, Black Talk for a while, mm-hmm. and then it turned, morphed into what was the, the viewpoint, very generic term named <laughs> viewpoint. And we did it for 25 years. It went all over the highway and uh, it got old and I ended the show. So it's okay. It was fun. You know, it's just part of life and it was fun while it lasted. Y'all don't know on the slide, I'm trying to get him back in the studio with me one day. Maybe he might say yeah, but <laughs> but, well, but like, Mark... Nowadays, you don't have to go to the studio now. You stay in the basement of your house and do and broadcast. Yeah, and Mark, you know something I'd like to ask you. You are all about education, and you know what? We have to commend fathers like him. He inspired his his, his um children to go to college and everybody's not gonna go to college yeah well, no, yeah we can yeah keep going I can talk about college forever keep going okay so how did you inspire 
your kids to go to college and how would how how did you play an integral part in their PT in their PTA? Uh, I don't even think you call it PTA anymore. Yeah, the thing about it is that you always I like to hear people's backstories. Now, some people can't tell the whole story, which is fine. I'll tell a bit of mine. Uh, it's not magic. Uh, I, it's very simple. I hated school, hated with a passion. And like I tell folks all the time, you know, every, I like telling my story. Everybody has one. I like telling mine. I got put in. I got pushed from the smart kid class to the over to the dumb kid class. You know, back in the day, people noticed back in the seventies, back in the day, that uh, they had smart kid class and the dumb kid class, and the kids are in between. And I'm not saying that's good or bad because I understand it all. Didn't understand it then. So I got kicked from the smart kid class to the dumb kid class, and I never recovered because I felt dumb. And then I still, I'm still dealing with it 50 years later. Still feel dumb. Never got over it. Should have got some therapy, but we didn't get the therapy. <laughs> but can I say something? Say something. You was not dumb. You just had a different way of learning. Okay, I would like to ask you, Mark. You know what? You produce a podcast, okay, on a regular basis. What was the brainchild behind it? What motivated you? Nothing motivated. Nothing motivated. Now, after that, I ended my TV show, uh, Viewpoint on Public. When did you come on? I, 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 mean, I tell you that in a second. I mean, okay. you type my name in, the podcast comes right up. Type my name in, Mark Sims Podcast. It's Mark Sims Chicago. Make it more specific. Mark Sims Chicago Podcast. It'll pop up. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the name in a second. The mm -hmm. uh, uh, when I ended my TV show, which was really hard to do, like quitting job. Anybody who has quit a job, they've been on, you know, quit a job that they really like or they've been on the job for a long time. I did the public access show for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to walk away. But I, it was time to walk away. I should have walked. I should have left a year before. But I said, let me do one more year. I didn't wow. walk away. That was it. I said, why I why did you want to walk away? It was Oh, the show ran its course. Okay. Gotcha. I was repeating myself. And it ran its course. And uh, it's like, the uh, you know, it's like I'm trying to evaluate my life at this stage now. I'm like, what, what, what are we doing here? What do we plan to do for the next 40 years if we're lucky to live another 40 years? You know, what do we plan to do? So you have to take these evaluations. So at the end of the day, it was hard because that was part of my identity. Yes. Mark Sims, the, uh, the uh, 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 what you call it, the uh, public access talk show host. And, and people would think what, what they want. I thought I was doing something. I get an ego kick out of it. You know, everything we do sometimes, I got this from Brian Tracy, the self-development coach. Everything mm -hmm. we do is to, protect, is to bolster our self-image or to mm -hmm. protect our self-image. And that's a part of it. I am sincere about the messages of what I try to do with the show. Mm -hmm. But when I ended, it was tough. And it took me, I don't know if I did two or three years. I can't remember. Maybe three years mm -hmm. before I decided to do the podcast. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, what do I do now? My identity is gone. My fame is gone. You know, when you have a TV show, people call you, want to be on the show. Show's yeah. over. People stop calling you because you ain't got a show. <laughs> and the other, and I, I got criticized by somebody because I was had like people like Arnie Duncan, former Secretary of uh, Education in the United States, former Secretary of Education. He mm -hmm. ran the public schools for many years here in Chicago. And uh, Paul Vallis, another guy who ran the public schools for many years here in Chicago. I don't know how long, but uh, I had him on my show. And people like, so a few people said, you have too many white people on your show. You, it's not good. And, and they were right. And so I split the podcast up. And I have another podcast called uh, 400 Plus for the Negro. 
400 yeah. plus where I try to talk about African American issues to African Americans, which is just it's just a whole other, which is cool. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, so it's just a few questions. Mark, Sam, pop Chicago, pop it in, you see it, and uh, 400 plus, 400 plus. Great show. We've been for 400 plus, and then type it in. I pop, and I don't know what I'm going to do next. It's it's I'm trying to figure it out. See, I'm at the age where it, that and anybody you don't have to be my age you can be any age you're like do i hit when i when do i'm going to hit the home run do i really want to hit the home run do i really need to hit the home run because you don't get too many opportunities in life it's been people like you my mother my father people like you that inspired me to pull out the greatness in me to make me you know what uh, to understand that it's not the hair that wins the race it's the turtle it's the one that's the most persistent it's the one that gets up. He fell down 10 or 12 times, but he keeps on getting up. That's the one that wins the race. Hey, Mark, you know what? I'm still going to Kennedy King trying to figure out more. I'm up. <laughs> you know, I'm taking classes at Kennedy King for TV. But you know, my question is to you, Mark, is you have had the opportunity to examine teachers, instructors, what is the reason that the majority of instructors do not send their children to public school and they send them to private school? Oh, the public school, private school is very simple. Depending on your income level, what you know, what you've been exposed to, uh, what you can afford, that's what you send your children to. What I mean is this. If you had it, I never been inside the laboratory school, the lab school at the University of Chicago, the laboratory school, University of Chicago. By here is pretty good, and I've talked to the young people who have got who have attended school when I when I was doing Uber. I talked to a lot of them when I did Uber. Mm -hmm. But hey, Mark, I was wait a minute. Wait, I was talking. I was talking about teachers. What is no? I, well, that's what I'm saying. If you if okay. you don't know what a good teacher is until you see a bad one, okay. you don't know what a good teacher is or what an exceptional teacher is until you see. Hey, I'm sorry for going to far field because you see I have a ADD. I go crazy. No, no, no. Hey, no, no. You got me focusing, which is cool. Yes. Until you see different levels of teachers, you don't know what good and bad is. You really don't. Mm -hmm. So you have to see the best and, and the average and the not so average. Now you can say, wow, I see the difference in different teachers. And, I, and teaching, teachers, like I like the 2080 rule. I, I apply it to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. and, and depending on what school you go to, 80%, you go to a class, one school, 80% of the teachers are really into it. They're passionate about teaching. They're passionate about transforming the lives and educating the lives of young people. Mm -hmm. You have the 20%, could be 30, could be 10, uh, 10%. Uh, they're there for the money. They're there mm -hmm. for the pension. They don't give a rat's behind of how the children do or not. You're going to get that. Now, you go to some schools, only 10% of the teachers really care about your child. And that's just how the world is. And mm -hmm. and it takes, and let's face it, you're a young teacher. It takes a while to be a good teacher. And it takes a while to be a master teacher. Yeah. So sometimes I used to I used to hate on teachers in my old public access show. Really bad. Hate on teachers bad. Because mm -hmm. the teachers hurt me. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> it was personal. But what I'm saying, what I what I did know as I got older, the teachers are a problem. It's really the system is the problem. The mm -hmm. education system mm -hmm. is the real problem. Okay. You know uh, I mean, teachers do not send their children to the Chicago public schools. Mm -hmm. And I understand that because they understand the system and they can afford to send their children, let's say they're religious. So they're mm -hmm. going to send their children to a religious school. Like mm -hmm. the Daly family, I think they all went to Catholic schools. So mm -hmm. they went to they Catholic, they went to Catholic schools, which is fine. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So that's the reason. Sometimes they know it, it could be, a, they, got, they got the hookup. They got a, a scholarship to go to send their children to the lab school. Mm -hmm. The lab school. 
to go to uh, Francis Parker on Clark Street in, on Lincoln Park or some other uh, British day school. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. A lot of little private schools here and there. And they got a scholarship or they got the money to do it. And let's face it. Like, I always tell people, I tell my teachers in school, uh, I always tell folks behind the scenes, I say, you can't expect Barack and Michelle Obama to send their daughters to the same school that Michelle attended in the 70s, which okay. was Bryn Mawr, which is called mm-hmm. Boucher now. What is it? Mm-hmm. Second and Jeffrey, whatever over there. Second, second Jeffrey, I think. And so because they have the money not to send their, ch- their children, their daughters to uh, the school. And Mark, you know what? There's a controversy going on right now about race theory being taught in the public school system. Some people say that can be hurtful to a certain group of people to teach somebody about race theory. What is your opinion about that? Yeah, I don't brush up on this stuff. That's why I'm not a commentator on these shows. I don't like doing it. I got to like being going back to school. I memorize this stuff. Derek Bell, uh, I think he's one of the first, if not enough, I shouldn't say the first. He was. He happened to be African-American, black, a lawyer. And I have a great quote by Derek Bell. Maybe next time I'm on your show, I'll tell you this great quote by Derek Bell okay. about being in the struggle. Because mm-hmm. I want to mess quote up. I think, I think he's one of the founders of the critical race theory. Critical race theory, I, I could be wrong, people. You tell me from, you know, send me an email, MarkSimChicago at Gmail. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll uh, tell, straighten me out. He's one of the founders of this critical race theory, which is founded for, like, lawyers, for law school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to analyze, you know, the prism of race. When, when you look at America, look at any subject, law, education, medicine, you look at through a racial lens, if you will, it just drips with racism, just racism left and right. This whole country just drips with racism. And so most, uh, it's a red herring for the Republicans. Most grammar school, elementary school, high school students are not going to be taught critical race theory, which is like 30, 40 years old. It's been around for a long time. So no one's going to be taught critical race theory. So it's really not an issue. The issue is that this country never, never wants to teach young people the truth about this country. Young, you have to teach them different. You teach a, a five-year-old different than a 15-year-old. You teach a 10-year-old different than a 20-year-old. I get it. So different age groups have to be taught different things. Like you can, uh, you can say if I'm right or wrong, uh, Clifton Bradley and the folks at home, <laughs> that, uh, that uh, when I was a kid, I wasn't taught, as I remember, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. I wasn't taught America, the founding fathers owned slaves. All the founding mm-hmm. fathers but one, which I don't know which one, mm-hmm. owned slaves. I was mm-hmm. taught that uh, uh, George Washington ch- chopped down a cherry tree or something. That's what I remember. <laughs> he lied that he didn't chop down a cherry tree. Something about the cherry tree in George Washington when he was a boy. I, yeah. I, I didn't teach us. I didn't have to learn until like a few years ago. I know that eventually you learn stuff over time, but not in the schools that uh, the founding fathers owned slaves, but I did not know until maybe 10 years ago that, uh, maybe more, less than 10 years ago, that Thomas Jefferson owned 300 slaves during his lifetime, 300 mm-hmm. slaves. Mm-hmm. So those kind of things, they don't want to teach children or certain children or teenagers this rich history of America mm-hmm. because it's gonna hurt their feelings. Okay. And, 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 so what they, and they have to say, you know, we, gotta, we can't tell you all the truth. It takes too much time to tell you all the truth. We'll give you a smidgen of the truth, a little cursory understanding of the truth, if you will, of this country. And you and and don't feel bad because your family didn't own slaves. And if we did the DNA and we traced that your family didn't own slaves, don't feel bad about it. It's just okay. the truth. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I want to hear the truth. 
and but the people don't want to hear the bad things about this country like slavery and segregation discrimination criminal mm -hmm. justice system like we're the only country out there other than south africa it used to be south africa mm -hmm. only that, uh, like uh, just the last country like this country which is a declining empire yeah that does not yeah. have some form of universal uh health care yes. i mean and that's and that's partly to do because they don't want the negroes to have universal health care you know, you know, my there's an issue that is going on in school right now. I'm not even going to touch on the LGBT. I'm going to leave that alone. Oh, you but, better, man. You don't. But you me. know what? But they have washrooms now <laughs> in the public school system. Where if you feel like you're a boy one day, you can walk in there. If you feel like you're a girl, you can walk into there. What are your feelings about that? Oh no! I mean, you go get me canceled? What's wrong with you, Clifton? <laughs> I'm not gonna get canceled. Tell you how I really feel about it and get canceled. You out of your mind? <laughs> I'm saying that jokingly, per se. I'm not touching the gay thing on any level because I had I had a blog. I used to do my blog a lot. And all due respect, I said the, the gay the gay freight train ran over my butt, but years ago. <laughs> So I don't touch the gay stuff, I because I had no problem with the gay stuff. I just, I mean, it's, I'm still learning because I would think about it. I don't, I don't even go when and talk to that issue because it's complicated. When we were coming up, everybody was in the closet, yeah. right? Then yeah. they started like, then they heard Rock Hudson. He was gay. He was a big star yeah. for young people back in the day. Rock Hudson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I was a limo driver, I like telling the stories about a limo driver because I missed that job, but you know, only because I missed the senior celebrity. It's the only thing about that job I missed. Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, and the guy was talking, he was singing and dance time. He's a trans 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 yes. type from Transylvania or something. It's just a long yeah. time ago. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so so okay, I got the okay, I understand the transvestite thing. This is a man who's wearing women's clothes or something, or whatever. Yeah. So it's stuff that I'm. So I don't. I don't want to. I don't hate on it because I don't understand it. And I, but I'm cool with it because as long as you doing you, we cool. It's all good. Everybody be happy. You know. Hey, it, 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 well, consenting adults. That's my whole thing. These are consenting adults. As long as consenting, hopefully, is behind closed doors. Have at it. Go go right into it. Okay. There are certain lines you shouldn't cross. I get it. In front of the children. I understand. But you know, it's all good. And these I, are two more questions I want to ask you. Okay. What what um would you tell people that are new parents when it comes to educating their children? There's a start in the womb where you are actually reading to the baby, what's in the room in the womb. What would you say to new parents? When it comes to the school experience, no, no, you, you know, you have you you got grown children. There's no, I mean, it's just, no, you. It's, it's it's really hard because if you think you know how to raise a child and you're a good parent, your children may grow up to do and say and be things that you didn't think they were gonna do. <laughs> so you just do what I'm saying as a parent, you just do the best you can. Uh, you just okay. you know what you know how you were raised and you look at other people uh it's a book i read years ago i, I don't know if my children were born yet i can't remember it was about it was alvin poussin alvin poussin who worked with bill cosby mm -hmm. <laughs> right alvin poussin uh dr alvin poussin he wrote a book about like raising black children 
So if you're raising whatever children, there's a book. There's books out there. There's of course there's YouTube now. There's plenty of videos out there. There's all oh, kind of information. No, we but, don't it really, but it really, it really comes down to if you have to be honest about yourself. Do some research. Talk to people who've been there. We have children. Talk to people who've been there and done that. You're talking about going to the public schools. Let me tell you something. I used to go to public schools and do my little, it was a career day. I was Mark Sims, the limo driver. Hey, I'm the limo driver. Mm -hmm. I went there because I like to talk because most people, working class person like me, didn't go to the public schools. They were all, most of them was college graduate. I was always the only college graduate. And I said things I shouldn't have said, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, say things I shouldn't have said. But the point is that because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a college graduate, I don't know how to purport myself in a proper manner. Mm -hmm. And so, but I would tell the kids when I got good at the speech, like being a teacher, it takes time to get good. You get this, you get your stick, your stick down, and everything, your routine. And uh, I would say, kiddies, let me tell you something. Do not rush to have children. If you have children, fine. Don't be in a hurry to have children. Do some post-secondary education. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. What kind of public? Because I didn't do any post-secondary education. I'm still paying for forty something years later, or whatever. 42 year, years to be exact later, but not doing any, any post-secondary education. Mm -hmm. uh, and please travel, travel. No mama, no daddy, no uncle, no aunt, no grandma, just you and your own 20 year old teenage cohort, travel. Well, I don't yeah. care if you're from Milwaukee or St. Louis, whatever, start traveling and go from there and whatever, and it'll work itself out. But the main thing I talked about was being a dad. I, sometimes I talked about being a dad just as much as being a limo driver. Mm -hmm. and by being a career, because if you if you delay having children, you want, I, I did not want children right away. I, I was too much. I'm a silly person. I'm juvenile. I still am. Mm -hmm. I had children. My, my wife had two children. <laughs> my children were yeah, wow. 33 and 30, 31 and 33. I was in my 30s. But Juwan's yeah. Kajufa told me that, and I already made my decision for even listening to him. I was in yeah. my 20s when I met Juwan's Kajufa. And he said mm -hmm. you shouldn't have children right away. He said 27 or something or something. Uh, what's the lady who did the ISIS papers? Uh, Francis Cross Welsing. She only had one lecture. She tell you in every lecture, do not rush. She was talking about being 30 or 35, especially for men to have children. Because, you know, we don't mature yeah. to be like 30, 35 years old anyway. If we start to mature for some people. <laughs> I wish so, I would have waited. <laughs> what, I'm saying, what I'm saying, most of us, not and remember the good old days, when you had children young, when it was the teenagers, the early 20s, grandma took care of them. Great grandma took care of them, right? Because you know, you're too silly at any age to be raising children. Not yeah. everybody, most people, like 99%. Yeah. So you're not, you're just too silly and, uh, and not mature but, to be able to raise children. So I, was, I, I wasn't the best parent, but I would tell folks out of, I was, I'm a, I was a better parent since I'm 30 something years apart, 30 years, 30 something years older than my children. Versus, mm -hmm. I was fifteen years apart. If I was mm -hmm. only fifteen years apart from my children, I wouldn't be. I I, I would have faltered as a parent. I would just mm -hmm. wasn't ready. Since we mm -hmm. had that gap, I was. So when they were growing up, I was in my forties and fifties. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, and, and, and you know what, my what advice do you have for young parents whose children are giving them troubles? The horses left the barn, man. It's too almost damn near too late. Well, I mean, how do you correct? How do you, you, you how do you, you correct and change that behavior pattern? If they're talking back, keeping their room dirty, trying to come in when they want to, what do you it, do? It's 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 almost too late. 
It's too late. Uh, Malcolm, Gla- Malcolm, I love some me some Malcolm Gladwell. I need to listen to his podcast. I haven't listened in a while. Malcolm Gladwell has a video I post all the time, and I post these things on the, on the Facebook. Nobody looks. Nobody looks at it. <laughs> you know, I understand. I just post that stuff out in the world. I look at the one you put on money. You're casting, you're casting your you're casting your pearls among the swine. <laughs> I won't get that deep. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell he had, is a video I got from. Uh, I mean, you can make clips of videos on from uh, C-SPAN. He was on mm-hmm. C-SPAN many years ago. Mm-hmm. He talked about a book, uh, "Nurture the Nurture Assumption." Mm-hmm. And the premise, one of the premise, I read the book. It was way over my head. It was like an academic treatise, way over mm-hmm. my freaking head. Mm-hmm. So the point is that it was one of the premises of nurture assumption was peers are more important than parents. Mm-hmm. Peers are more important than parents. Anybody's had children? Yes, you become almost absolutely. <laughs> they listen to their peers more <coughs> more than you will. More than you. Mm-hmm. So. You children, but you have to see the, the trick about having children. I think this is me. You have to be sort of understanding who you are. Yeah, and you have to be as honest. I would tell folks whether you whether you are married or not, whether you live with your spouse or your partner or not, you are co-parenting your children. Mm-hmm. You are co-parenting your children, and you and this partner, spouse, whatever, girlfriend, baby, daddy, whatever. You got to be on some kind of core. And I swear, you, if you try your best, never argue and fight in front of your children. Let me say to you, try your best, because I know it's hard. Try to never fight and argue in front of your children. You oh, you know what? I got another good question. This seems like we could talk forever, but you know what? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Another good question I have for you. I think I want to hear your opinion that parents make an attempt to be their kids' friends. In other words, they laugh and joke with them and smoke, drink beer with them and curse them. And I think at some point, that child loses respect for you when you try to be their friend. If you agree or disagree, please let me know. No, no, no. It all depends because every child is different. Anybody has had more than one child, you know, that child is a little bit different than that child. And that child over there is way different than another child. Same parents, children, is, they, they do their thing. They got their own little personality, right? They go, this is their life. Not sure. This is their life they're going through. The trick is that you have to have some type of, um, I'm going to say foundation, some kind of goal. You know how it was back in the day for a lot of parents, not all parents, when we were growing up, you're going to, when you get out of high school, you're going to, when you get out of high school, you're going to college, you're going to work, or you're going to the military, but you're not going to lay around the house and do nothing. This is not happening. You're going to work, you're going to military, you're going to college. So you have to lay that, you have to almost say that from Jump Street. You have to give the sense that I'm going to support you. I do what I can. I'm a working class person. I never made over 50 grand a year, that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I I can only do so much monetarily for my children. So Mm -hmm. I have to be there physically best I can for them and do the best I can. If you talk to them now, they have probably all kind of bad things to say behind me, behind my back. And in front of my back too, <laughs> but mm-hmm. the point is that because no one's the perfect parent, but I try. I try to be as honest. You've got to be honest as possible. Honest with yourself, and honest to your children. You got to be honest, and you have to be honest. And you have to be uh, consistent. The deal mm-hmm. is this: like my children, we, you're going to college. We're going to support you. We're going to, and that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't want to go to school, fine. We're going to support you. But the one thing is that you're not going to be grown in my house. It's not going to happen. 
No. You, have to, you have to prepare the children for the day either you're going to kick them out or they leave yeah. them on their own. But you have to help them hold their hand or kick their butt, whatever it takes. But you have to be consistent. you got to be a plan. It has to be an exit strategy, an end game. You have to say, this is what we're trying to do. We're mm -hmm. trying to help you. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and you know that as a parent, if you're a good parent, you're the, you're the ogre. You're the bad person, especially in those teenage years. Depending on the, on the kid, on the child. But if you've done your work and you're honest, you're honest about to your children. You're honest about them. You can't tell them everything, but you got to be honest as possible. They're going to come back in their twenties or thirties and say, "Mom, Dad, whoever, uh, I get it. I understand now. I get it. I understand now." Uh, if you did, if you did a good job, because you're going to be the bad guy. If you're a good parent, you're going to be the bad guy for a few years until they get older and realize. What's that quote from uh, uh, Mark Twain? When something like, uh, when I was 14, I couldn't stand the old man. I couldn't stand being around my father. So I'm paraphrasing. I couldn't okay. stand old man, my father. Mm -hmm. And so, then when, so, I turned when I turned 21, I, I was astonished how much the old man learned in seven years. So, 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 Mark, you, so, so Mark, you're saying in an instance, in some cases, it's good to be their best friends, to drink. No, 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 no. The trick I'm is asking. that you have to be honest and consistent. Okay. Like I'm not. I sometimes I talk out of both sides of my mouth. You know, okay. I talk a good game, but I don't even follow what I talk. I mean, so what? You, I mean, so I, you know, I, you can catch me. You know, talking out about both sides of my mouth. So you try to be consistent as possible. Mm -hmm. And 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 uh, and yeah, you can't. You know, you shouldn't be your children's friend. You should have to be the parent. But the key is that I'm trying to prepare you for what's out there. Like I used to go to the public schools, which I love going to the public schools because mm -hmm. I love talking. And so let's say you went to a, even like a regular school, or especially a charter school, when they're kind of strict, more strict at a charter school, right? And I say, I, it's hard to, I know you're dealing with the hardness now. Te I wouldn't want to be a teenager for all the tea in China. Some of those teenage years, I mean, parts of the teenage years of mine was so freaking painful. I understand why children, little children, and especially for black kids, I hear my black folks committing suicide. We didn't do that back in the day. Not to degree is going on now. So I understand why a kid, Grammar school, elementary school, or a high school child, or whatever, or even a young adult, commits suicide because those 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 angst, those teenage angst of trying to grow up, it's so painful at times. Mm -hmm. And some mm -hmm. do kill themselves because the pressure is too much. Mm -hmm. But you try to support the child and say, I used to tell the kids in public school, I don't care how hard they treat you, how they treat you like a child, they treat you like and they treat mistreat you in high school, but this is nothing compared to the real world when you got to pay them bills. When you're not oh. living in mama's house and you're on your own, so yes. you're gonna you could be you be wish you can go back to being a teenager. I used to want to be away from my parents, and then when I got out there to pay the rent back, my and <laughs> I wanted to go back home because it's hard out here paying the rent <laughs> and paying the bills and going to work every day and dealing with folks you don't like. It's hard. It's really hard. So it's, oh, funny, it's funny. And let me say this: I when you I like talking. I'm sorry. When you, it's funny when you when you because my children went through that. A lot of children, a lot of people go through this. Let's say you're a senior in high school. You're, you're a student in high school. They treat you like a kid. They treat you like a little kid in high school. Yeah. But later on that year, after grad, high school graduation, let's say you go to college or whatever, now you're basically an adult. And now you feel like for like that in a month or two, like that, now you go from being in prison to out of prison. And it's, it's, some people can handle it and some people can't handle it. It's just, <laughs> it just happens so quickly. You know what? I love being on my own. No, Mark, we are winding down, and you know what? A question I need to, you know, what really ask you is I have asked you a series of questions. There may be something 
a message that you wanted to get across to the people that I did not ask you. Can you? Oh Something no! Only, I don't. Ha I don't have anything. What I'm telling you, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be the Zen master of some sort. I like what, looking at some of the. Uh, this guy named Muji. He's some motivational guru type guy out in, uh, mm -hmm. in Portugal. I like seeing Muji he's out in Portugal somewhere, mm -hmm. or uh, a sad guru. I like the sad guru. He is out in India, but he has a place in Tennessee, which I'm going to go to at some point. Mm -hmm. And so, what I'm trying to do is to control my emotions i had like i go i mean everybody go through so all the things oh they they out to get me and there are people on my job and i don't have enough money and, I, and i'm over like I, i'm overeating and my health is not where it needs to be i got all these thoughts and my yeah. job I, it, it, I don't care if you're 20 year old or whatever whatever stage of life you are maybe you can zen master already but if you're not the zen master trying to control the emotions and understand who you are and you and who you are in this cosmos so no matter what happens during the day you cool. I got this. I'm not going to stress out. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let this bother me. Uh, it is what it is. I'm not, yet, I'm not there yet. I know a few people probably are where whether you have the meditation, whether you do the prayer, whatever you do is that life yeah. does not bother you. You know people are going to get sick and people are going to die and you're not going to live forever. But none of that is really going to stress you out and get you upset. And and that's what I'm trying to do. Which I may it may take me a few years, it may take me five, it may take me ten, it may take me one if I get it if I really focus and try to control my emotions, control this mind of mine or something. Okay. Don't let it get to me. And I want to tell people that are watching this broadcast have because Mark Sam says a wealth of knowledge. Have him on your show, your podcast, write an article about him, have him on your radio show. This is the person that you need on your show because he's all about education. He's all about family, and have him on. And we're gonna get we're gonna get the final information of his website, his book that he wrote. He's an author, and he has a Facebook page, a YouTube page, and I'm gonna ask you for that information. Now, all you do is. Clifton, you know, that is all you people do is type in Mark Sims, M A R C. Okay. It's Mark with a C, which okay. is the French spelling. Okay. M A Marks, M A R C, M A R C Sims, one M, Sims, S I M S, Chicago. Mm -hmm. I'll pop up. Mark mm -hmm. Sims, Chicago. I'll pop up, you know, Willie Lynch, podcast, old TV show. I mean, whatever, man. We, we just living, man. We just trying to. We just we just going through this. We're going through the cosmos. We're going through life, man. We're just taking it one day at a time, man. And you will go on other shows. You will go on other shows. I can't do everybody's show. You know, you know how it is. Like everybody, people turn me down on my podcast all the time, or they ignore me. It's all it's all good. But I just want the people to know. And you know what? Um, again, you know what? Mark Sims is somebody that you should know because he is a positive person. He's been working in the community for years to try to disseminate information. And I am encouraging people that care and watch the Underground Railroad. Please go to his podcast. Go to his YouTube page. Hey, go see his book. I'm encouraging if you like this show, hey, he's had me on, and you know what? He has like an open door invitation to come on anything, anytime he wants to talk about anything. I think he knows, but if you don't know, he knows not. All he got to do is pick the telephone. <laughs> okay. Well, man, I can't thank you enough, man. You're the man. I appreciate it. No, you're the man.
Because you know what? You the man that inspired me to do this. Because again, I knew nothing about YouTube. Nothing. Nothing about it. I was intimidated by it. But you encouraged me. You even encouraged me to go back to college. Well, I don't, I don't remember that, but you have surpassed the master. <laughs> you have surpassed the teacher because you're way beyond me, which is cool. And I, I, when I was young, I used to hate on folks like you, but now I don't hate as much as I used to. And you know what I'm going to do? you the teacher. I always take my hat off to the teacher. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Clifton. Oh, I always take my hat off to the teacher. That's you. So, so, uh, so people that are looking, listening to this broadcast, share it, like it, because you know if you share it and like it, that helps with the algorithms. The algorithms say, "Hey, we like this." So, and then you live in Chicago, you want TV production done. Share my media production. We do TV production. We shoot television shows and PSAs, and I do video editing. And like I said, but support Mark Sims in his endeavor on whatever platform. He's on. Thank you, Mark. And yeah, I'm going to let to everybody. Well, Thank you. Yeah.